Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Long Beach, California today with my good friend Chris Browning. Chris runs the Popcorn Finance podcast, and we met a few years ago at the FinCon conference in Dallas. He loves breakfast and will share with them all the best places to start your morning off right. Then we'll talk about the Long Beach Grand Prix, the aquarium, and whether or not the Queen Mary is haunted. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Long Beach. Let's start the show. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Using airline miles and hotel points makes travel affordable, but keeping track of all those loyalty programs can be a challenge. That's why I use AwardWalt to track my miles and points balances, reservations, and special goodies like free hotel night certificates and airline companion passes. Having everything in one easy-to-use dashboard helps ensure that I don't lose any rewards and makes logging into my accounts super easy. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash award wallet to start your free account. Hey, Chris. Welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, Lee. Thanks for having me on. We've been friends for a couple of years now, and I've been so excited to get you on the show to talk about your, your hometown of Long Beach. I'm excited to join you. I know we've been trying to make this work for a while, so I'm happy to finally get on here with you. So what brought you to Long Beach? Like, What's your connection to the city? I've lived in Southern California my whole life, and I've always really liked Long Beach as a city. It's a coastal city. It's like on the south side of Southern California, and it's just a fun place to come and visit because you have the beach, you have a lot of great places to eat. The weather is always cooler because I live much more inland than Long Beach. So I was like, oh, I want to go out here and enjoy this nice breeze and the cooler weather. So it's always been a place that I visited for a little bit of time and it was on my list of places that when I finally get the opportunity, I want to I want to live in this city. How long have you been living there now? So I've been here for about three years now. Yeah, almost three years now in Long Beach. All right. So the reality lived up to the fantasy? You know, and nothing's ever as great as you think it's going to be, but it is uh, It is a cool city. I do enjoy <laughs> being here. It's been fun, and I definitely enjoy the cooler weather than where I was living before. Awesome. So if you had to describe the people or the city in like one or two words, how would you describe them? I would say diverse. It's a very diverse city. All right. In what ways? So it's one of those spots where you get a lot of different communities all in one place because Long Beach is actually a really big city. It's huge. I don't, actually, I don't, I don't know how, you know how big it is square mile-wise, but it spans a huge area out here in Southern California. And so you have all these different pocket communities. There's like a large Cambodian uh, community here. You have a big LGBT community out here. There's there's a lot of different people all all coming together and kind of sharing this space. And there's not really any issues. People get along. You see all different types of people from different backgrounds walking around together. And it's kind of nice to see that. So that's pretty much like everything America kind of embodies, right? It's like like the melting pot. Exactly. It's a place where everyone come together and, you know, we all share the space. All right. Well, cool. For people that aren't really familiar with Long Beach, where would you say that is uh, kind of in the geography of Southern California? So to kind of pinpoint it, it's in between LAX, our airport out here, and like Disneyland. We're kind of we're kind of like <laughs> in between there. I know California is known for like its coastline. So if you're looking at the beaches, we're right in between like a Seal Beach or Huntington Beach. And then a bigger beach would maybe be like a Redondo Beach or Manhattan Beach. It kind of leads up to LAX. So we're kind of like in that middle between the Orange County area and LA. I grew up in Southern California just like you did. And although Long Beach is technically in LA County, it's like one of those hybrids, right? It's like not quite LA, it's not quite Orange County. It's a little bit kind of like the best of both worlds. Exactly. Because it, it runs right up against the Orange County line. So it's like right on the edge. So you get a feel for both sides. Okay. So if people want to come visit Long Beach, what's the best way to get there? I know it has like a local airport. There's LAX and Orange County airports. What's the kind of the best way to get there? I would say if you can 
fly into the Long Beach airport because it is by far, to me, it's the best airport in the area. LAX is horrible. It's huge. There's a lot of traffic coming in and out of there. It can take you an hour just to get into the airport. So I try to avoid LAX with every fiber of energy in my body. I try to stay away from that place. (laughs) But the Long Beach airport is amazing. It's this tiny airport. It's like eight gates total. And it's a really tiny airport. You walk in, there's never anybody in security. I can get there like 20 minutes before my flight and still make it on time. And you get to like walk out on the ground to the plane and you can walk into the front or the back of the plane. I've never done that before anywhere but Long Beach. So I think to me, if you can, because they do have limited flights because they are a small airport, but if you have the opportunity to fly into Long Beach airport, that'll probably be the fastest and like the least stressful way to actually get into the city. Sure. And there's only a couple of airlines that fly there, right? Yeah, primarily it's going to be Southwest and JetBlue. Those are the biggest airlines that come through. I I don't know if there may be one or two other uh, airlines that might fly a plane or two in, but it's primarily going to be Southwest and JetBlue. Okay, so now we've flown into Long Beach. What's the best way to get around? Do people need to rent a car? Is there public transportation? Well, as you know, Lee, public transportation is horrible in (laughs) in Southern California. (laughs) Absolutely. If you want to wait 45 minutes for a bus, you can do that. Probably, you're going to need a car, especially if you want to visit other areas other than Long Beach, because all our cities are very close to each other. So if you, you know, you're like, I want to spend some time in Long Beach and go somewhere else, you're definitely going to need a car because I wouldn't even want to tell you how long it would take you to get somewhere else without a car. But once you get into the city and you, you know, you're at your hotel or wherever you're going to be staying, then you can walk depending on the area you choose. There's thousands of scooters just along all the sidewalks if you want to grab <laughs> one of those and ride it around. Or, you know, you can do the, the usual Uber or Lyft to get around. All right, cool. So now that we're in the town and everything, what's the weather like? Are there certain times of the year that are better to visit than others? You know, it's pretty consistent. We don't get a lot of rain out here in Southern California, so it's pretty clear most of the year. So I'd say with the exception of, you know, maybe if you're looking at sometime between January and April, May, maybe you want to look and see because maybe a few days of rain here and there. But other than that, it's pretty consistent. I'd say out here it ranges in like the spring and the wintertime, like mid 60s to high 70s, maybe it might dip into the 80s. And then the summertime, you may hit the 90s a few times, but overall, it's a pretty cool temperature out here. And then oh, there's always a nice breeze. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I used to live in Anaheim Hills and over there it gets pretty hot, but in the cities like yours in Long Beach, you're close to the water and you get that cool ocean breeze all the time. And, and I, I know some of my friends that live in Huntington Beach was a city or two over. Some of those houses didn't even have air conditioning back in the day. Yeah, exactly. Where we are now, we have no air conditioning because people are like, ah, oh, you know, there's always a breeze. You don't have to worry about it, but it's, it's hot sometimes. So I do miss an air conditioner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So when we're thinking of times to come to Long Beach, I know there's like the Long Beach Grand Prix. I'm sure there's plenty of other festivals and things like that. What are some of the times of the year that are really good to visit? Really any time is a good time to come out here because the weather is so consistent. But if you want to kind of be here for when things are going on, I would say either in the springtime, because like you said, we have the Long Beach Grand Prix, which is it's like this cool event. They actually just section off entire streets and the cars race on those streets that you would normally be driving on. And if you get here a little bit early, you can actually drive on those streets where they have all the barricades up and the cages set up for the cars. It's a really cool experience. So if that's something you're interested in, come around springtime. It normally happens like early April. You want to catch that out. They even do an all-electric race. So they have like, I think they call it the E-Grand Prix or something like that. I forgot the official name, but or the, <laughs> I, I won't even try to remember what it's called. But basically, they have all these cars that are just fully electric that are racing. And it's weird because they're super quiet, but they're racing around this uh, this track. So that'll be a good time. Or even to me, I like the holidays, like around Christmas time because they do a lot of different tours around here. There's some areas where they they really go all out with the Christmas lights and it's a great place to kind of come and 
get that Christmas feel, but you know, there's no snow. So <laughs> just get a sunny Christmas feel out here <laughs> for Southern California, what we're used to. Yeah, sure. And like in uh, Southern California, I mean, Santa Claus could be wearing shorts pretty much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right on. Well, let's talk about some of the other attractions that are in Long Beach. I know you have the Queen Mary and then there's also the aquarium that's nearby. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Yeah, so the Queen Mary is, it's crazy. It's like this, I guess you would call it an out of commission, <laughs> huge cruise liner ship from, I don't even know when it was built, but it's, it's this really old ship and you can actually spend the night on it. They've converted parts of it to hotel that you can actually spend the night on this giant ship. During the holidays, they'll even do like these different Christmas events there on the Queen Mary. They'll do fireworks in the 4th of July that you can sit on the beach and see. It's a good point where a lot of things kind of take off for the different seasons. So if you want to experience little, I think more of a tourist feel for the area, the Queen Mary is definitely the place to go, but it can get crowded depending on when you head over there. I think one of the things that I even visited when I was a kid is the aquarium because this is, I think, one of the only aquariums of this size in Southern California. I don't know of another aquarium that you can really visit that's to this scale. It's huge. It's, it's right along the coastline, and it's, it's a beautiful aquarium. I think it's been there for a couple decades almost at this point, but, it, but it's a great place to visit. If you have kids specifically, you know, it's a great place to take them. They have the manta rays you can touch, and they have a penguin like, uh, sanctuary you can visit. So it's a really, really cool spot to check out and kind of, you know, check out some of the sea life you can find in the area and other places. Oh, sure. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I thought was really cool that I, again, I, when you live in a city, you sometimes forget about doing some of the attractions that are, that are just like there. You're like, Oh, I'll do that later. But one of the things yeah. that, that the Queen Mary that they have around Halloween time is that they have it like where it turned into like a haunted, like Halloween type of situation. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. I don't like paying people to scare me. So I've never been to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the really scary part is there are a lot of rumors that it's actually haunted. So people that stay there not around Halloween time, but just throughout the year, they hear different kind of eerie sounds where there may be some people that are ghosts, if you believe in that type of thing, that are haunting <laughs> that are haunting the ship. I have heard those stories. I have not experienced that, but I have heard those stories. <laughs> One thing that used to be, there was a thing called the Spruce Goose. Did you ever hear about that? Oh, I don't even know what that is. So the Spruce Goose was like this really massive plane that was built by Howard Hughes. Oh, and okay. It yeah. was just basically too heavy and bulky and it really just didn't even fly it almost like (laughs) i think it technically it flew kind of like the wright brothers where like it got off like three inches off the ground for like two seconds type (laughs) of thing but yeah it was like this other attraction that was right into the queen mary for quite a while and i think it probably was just got too old and decrepit and they just kind of scrapped it or something i'm not sure what they did with it but it used to be there it used to be kind of a cool thing i didn't even get a chance to check that out yeah i've never seen that before so and then where the Queen Mary is, that's also kind of a launching point. So if people come down to Long Beach and they want to stay for an extended period of time, maybe a week or whatever, one thing that happened is if you want to take a cruise down to like Ensenada and over to Catalina Island, they have a bunch of cruises that launch right out of that port. Yeah, it's a huge port there. And yeah, the Catalina Island is this, this really cool island, maybe about, I think it's about 25-ish miles off the coast. And uh, it's a great place if you want to kind of just get away and go there for the day. You can easily ride up there and then take the boat back. Because, yeah, they're, they're constantly going back and forth. Yeah, sure. And one thing that's really unique, I'm not sure if you've done this yet, but the gondola rides that they have inside the waterways of, of Long Beach? No. You know, I've never done that. So this is a really cool area over in Long Beach. Because I think Long Beach is known for having these, like, pocket neighborhoods where they all go by different names. So this is one called Naples. And it's, it's literally like this island that kind of just sits in this little, I guess, like inlet of Long Beach. And it has an inner ring of homes within it. So it's like an island with like a little small island in the middle of it. And the gondolas will actually ride around the canals inside of that inner island. And it's really cool. I've never, I've walked around there, but I've never actually got a chance to ride on one of those gondolas. 
Yeah. Again, it's one of those things that you take it for granted because it's right there in your backyard. Yeah. It's like, eh, one day. <laughs> but it's like, but it's a cool thing. Like if you want to like, do like a little romantic night out with your wife or you know, your significant other, that's like a totally cool thing to do. Yeah, exactly. And even that you rent kayaks and you can ride. If you don't want someone to, to push you around through there, you can drive yourself on a kayak or even one of the electric boats around that same area. Oh, cool. That's a way to work up an appetite. One of the things I want to talk about next is what are some of like the, the really cool places to eat while you're there in Long Beach? Oh, yeah. Well, Lee, I'm all about breakfast. I, you know, I was talking to my wife about this. I was like, I was trying to think of some places that I really like eating. And I was like, all the places I can think of are breakfast places because I think that's just all I like to eat. <laughs> but so I think that's probably why we're friends. Right. <laughs> It's the best meal of the day. No, no other meal can compete with it. You know, they try, but breakfast is still going to be the best meal. I, I don't. Sure. But So for me, <laughs> one of my go-to places is uh, the Potholder. And they have actually like three locations in Long Beach because Long Beach is so big. They've got to just spread out. And it's like okay. kind of like a classic breakfast diner you would go into. They just have pretty much any type of egg or pancake dish you can think of is there. It's, it's like real casual. It's, you know, not too expensive. And it's just some place you want to grab a, a really good breakfast and, you know, have fun. And, you know, it's like a cool, you know, diner environment. That's definitely the place to go. Sweet. So what type of things are they on the menu? Like, what's your favorite thing on the menu there? By far, my favorite thing is the cinnamon roll pancakes because you don't even need to add syrup to them. I've never had a pancake where I didn't want to put syrup <laughs> on it. And this was the first one where you just, they just give you this plate. It's like, it's like swirled with cinnamon right in the center of it. It kind of spirals out and I could just eat those all day. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing to them, but I could eat those every day. If you brought them to me, I would eat them and would not complain. Well, now you got me intrigued because I've seen a lot of places where they now have cinnamon roll French toast. And there's a place called the Donut Bar that's in San Diego that they have like a French toast cinnamon roll like donut, but I've never heard of cinnamon roll like pancakes. Like, is it like a cinnamon roll that they just cut like really thin? What is it? Well, see, that, this is why I think I like them because I've had other types of like cinnamon roll pancake things and it's kind of weird or they just, some of them just take a literal cinnamon roll and smash it and call it a pancake. Now, this is, yeah. if I was a chef and I was trying to figure out how to do this, it looks like they just pour the batter on the, like the, the griddle and then they swirl this like cinnamon filling, like in a spiral oh. in the pancake as it's cooking. Because when you get it, the cinnamon swirl is like embedded in the pancake itself. And I think that's why you don't need any syrup. So it's a real pancake, but with this like cinnamon roll filling swirl right throughout the whole thing. So that's how they do it. And to me, it's, it's one of the best types of cinnamon roll pancake French toast things I've ever had. That's awesome. I'm definitely going there when I come back to California. So. You definitely should. Even, <laughs> even if you like omelets, they have so many omelets there. And like they call them like super spuds where they mix potatoes with cheese and eggs. If you like that type of thing, they have tons of that too. Cool. Uh, what are some of the other ones that you like? Another place. Like, so I like bakeries too. See, going with my breakfast theme here. There's this spot called Sweet Jill's. And they're right on 2nd Street in an area called Belmont Shore. And Second Street is known for just this long strip of just bars and restaurants and bakeries and little shops. It's a really cool place to go to just walk around and kind of just sightsee. And it's really close to the beach. And there's this bakery kind of like in the middle of that street. You can just smell the cinnamon just like drifting out of the store as you walk by. So it's almost like you can't even like ignore it <laughs> when you walk by. You have to go in. I guess I'm talking about another cinnamon roll now. I didn't realize this were connected. But yeah, they have these giant cinnamon rolls. Like It's like if you took two uh -huh. hands together, like if you opened your hands and put them side by side, that's about oh, how wow. big the cinnamon rolls are. And they have a regular one. They have one with walnuts on it. And then they have this like thick icing that they drizzle over the top of it. And it is amazing. And there's a ton of other stuff. That's the only thing I ever buy when I go in there is a cinnamon roll. You can get you have cakes and cookies and brownies, anything you want. They all is over there and they're huge portions of everything. Hey, you know, I'm like you, man. It's like you find something that you really like at some restaurant 
And I just don't venture out beyond that. If I find that one thing I like, I'm going to nail that every time. Exactly. You know, you're not going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the listeners that are you're probably salivating quite a bit right now after hearing all this, but there's more than uh, one meal of the day. Sometimes you can eat breakfast a couple times in one day, yeah. but you know, sometimes we still got to eat something else too. So if somebody want to go get some lunch, get some dinner. What are some of the places for that? So if you don't want to eat breakfast three times a day, you can, <laughs> you want something a little <laughs> bit different. One of the like iconic spots or restaurants in Long Beach is the Attic. It's near that same Belmont Shore area. This area is called Belmont Heights, so it's a little bit up from that area. It's a house. It's a literal house that they've converted into a restaurant. So it's a, it's a historic house. It's been there for years. They've actually converted it to where like the living room and the den area. That's all tables. What used to be the like carport, they've put tables out there, and along the front, they've built it all out to be an outdoor eating area. It's a really cool, unique place to grab some food, and they have pretty much anything you can think of. One of my favorite dishes there is shrimp and grits, okay. which I didn't know if I would like it from this place. It, to me, it doesn't come off as like a Southern style restaurant, but it was delicious. They, they do a really good job of it. And I've seen other people do like the burgers and they do, they do pretty good breakfast there too, if you want to eat breakfast again. But <laughs> yeah, it, it's a really good spot. They're also known for their mac and cheese with hot Cheetos crumbled over the top of it. Oh, wow. So it's like one of the, if you go to Instagram and look them up, that's probably one of the things you're going to see the most is this hot Cheeto covered mac and cheese. So if you're into spicy and hot Cheetos, then <laughs> that may be something you want to grab. <laughs> yeah, my wife loves spicy food. So she's definitely going to want that one. It's going to fill you up. <laughs> nice. One of my favorite places that was in Long Beach, I think it was the first one that they opened, a place called the Yard House. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's another good spot. Yeah, that's a good area there. They have a lot of other restaurants in that area. But yeah, they're right on the water, which makes that a really cool place to visit because you can even sit out along the edge and like see the boats that are kind of docked out there. They have a really good menu for food, but the thing they're known for is like they have literally like 100, 150 different taps of beers. Wow. If you want like an IPA, there's going to be like 30 different choices of IPAs. If you want <laughs> a lager, you're going to have like 15 choices. I mean, they're like literally... You, you're going to get drunk and they won't remember anything. They're going to have to carry you out the door if you try all the different varieties of the type of <laughs> beer that you like. So so just be careful. It's a good place to go try out. When they first opened, and I think people just got probably just too honestly too drunk, they used to actually serve beers by the yard. Oh, that sounds like a... <laughs> Recipe for disaster, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they used to have, uh, I think they have now like just the ones that are like a foot tall or whatever, like this uh, kind of like a beaker almost, you know, for, for like a science experiment. But they used to sell the beer by the yard. It was literally a three foot long tube with the round bulbous <laughs> bottom, you know, like kind of flange up at the top. And they would have this like wooden holder and they would literally bring you a three foot thing full of beer. And you're trying to drink that. And okay, the first few sips, you're going to be fine. But after a little while, you know, having a few beers and you shaking that thing around, I'm sure all of them got broken and they just had to stop that. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, after drinking that much, I'm, uh, yeah, that sounds like bad things will happen. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So before we get into the final countdown, there's one other place that I think that people, you know, they hear Long Beach, you know, they hear all the rap songs, all the cool things, right? It's like the one place that a lot of the rap videos are all always shot in front of like Randy's Donuts. Oh, you know, that is in uh, LA. So that's, oh, it's in LA. I thought it was a Long that's Beach. Off the um, off the four five freeway. Okay, okay. It's a little bit away, a little ways away from us. You can get there, but a little ways away. But there is another location though that's iconic. Oh yeah, okay. So I think a lot of people have heard of uh, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Yes, they have many locations. I think the one in LA is probably the most famous. That's where uh, President Obama had went and visited. But there's also another big location in Long Beach, and that's where that is actually a tourist location. I've gone in there so many times, and I've seen. 
so many people from different countries who come specifically just to visit Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. And it is exactly what it sounds like. They serve chicken and waffles. And that's it. Well, I mean, there's other things, but nobody orders anything else but chicken and waffles. So just, <laughs> I'll just say it like that. <laughs> that's something that you're going to see in movies and music videos online. It's one of those iconic Southern California things. Yeah, there's also there's a burger joint that's like kind of really cool that a lot of people go to. It's uh, Tommy's. There we go. Yeah, I actually forgot about that place. Yeah, that that's a cool place. Like they're known for their burgers and their chili, and then putting those two together. So if you're if you're into big burgers, chili on your burger, chili on your fries, that's definitely a great place. If you want something like greasy and heavy that you're gonna eat, and then go walk it off at the beach, that's definitely a spot you should check out. Yeah, but maybe you want to like not do it when you get ready to go and take your shirt off. Because <laughs> like, I mean, that thing is going to sit with you for a little while. Don't grab it before you get it back on the plane either. Yeah, I don't think the people next to you will enjoy that either. So. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> All right, well, cool, Chris. I really appreciate you being on the show. You've gave us so many like, cool things to do when we visit Long Beach. But now we want to get into the final countdown. So, if somebody only had time for one meal in Long Beach, where should they go and what should they eat? Ooh, okay, if, if this is one meal, so you're going to get a little fancy. Of course, I'm going to recommend breakfast late. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> There's a place called Starling <laughs> Diner, and it's this really cool, small breakfast diner that's just in a neighborhood. There's no other restaurants by it. There's just houses everywhere else, and there's just this little diner that sits there. And they have this really cool French toast, and you can get it with different types of fruit. And it's just this really like sweet, savory breakfast dish that to me it's like a treat because i'm not gonna eat this all the time but if they have one meal and you want some breakfast you want a cool environment i would definitely check out starling diner and grab the french toast uh, that sounds delicious so you've lived in long beach for about three years now and I'm, I'm sure you have some great memories so what's one of your most memorable things happen in, in long beach you know i'll choose to select a positive memory instead of some of the weird stuff that, I, <laughs> that i've seen in long beach <laughs> i would say during christmas if you go to naples island and you walk into the center of the island, the little island within an island, they go all out with their Christmas decorations and they decorate their entire house. And, and it's so many different types of homes, so many different styles of lighting it. You see people who, uh, I've seen people do like tributes to the Olympics. You see people with a dragon that moves across their house. There's one where there's like 50 Christmas trees all over their house. They go all out and, it, and there's like, people come from all around to check this out. So when you go, there's for sure gonna be a crowd but it's this big kind of like, they built almost like a, a giant sidewalk in front of these houses that kind of separate them and then the water. And you just walk along this inner ring and you get to check out all these these beautiful homes and these crazy lights that they put up. And it's a really fun thing to do during the holidays. That is really cool. Okay, so speaking of happiness and, and happy times, while you're in Long Beach, where's the happiest happy hour? So I had to think about this one late. So I don't drink. So I was like, hmm, what can I do to give you a, a good happy hour? So I'm going to go with what I do is eat during happy hour. That's good. But the one spot I really like is Rock Bottom, which is in downtown Long Beach. And it's this really cool restaurant that's right on the corner, like right on one of the main streets. So it's Ocean and Pine is where it's uh, located. And they do all kinds of stuff. They do really great mac and cheese with, you can get Cheetos on that too if you want to. That's a theme out here for some reason. I don't know why they all put Cheetos on their <laughs> mac and cheese. Uh, they do tacos, they do pizza, they do giant pretzels. So you have a lot of variety of food that you can get there. And they have pretty good prices, especially during happy hour. Right on. And then like where it's at on Pine Street, that's like a really popular place where there's a lot of bars and, and uh, nightclubs and everything, right? Where I would recommend you go <laughs> from Ocean up until about 3rd, maybe 4th Street. Long Beach is known for areas changing very quickly. Okay. <laughs> really nice, so, nice. so I'd say 4th Street is probably your, your cutoff for walking. I wouldn't walk past 4th <laughs> Street, but it's a really cool spot for restaurants and bars. 
Okay, so whenever I travel, one of the things I always do is I try the local pepperoni pizza. Where's the best pizza in Long Beach? Well, that's a loaded question, Lee. People have very opinionated thoughts on pizza. Oh, yeah. I would say I'm going to go with a new place that's been here for maybe about a year or two. It's called Rance's. It's a horrible name for a pizza place. It sounds like Rancid. I don't yeah. know why they named it this, but, <laughs> but they do this really good deep dish pizza with like a cornmeal crust. So it's not like a traditional uh, slice of pizza you see in most places, but it's it's really good. And it's, it takes some time because it's deep dish, but I think you'll be satisfied when you get that. And it's like a full meal when you eat like a couple slices of that pizza. You know, I like to eat pizza and I'll eat like, like half a pizza when it's normal, but when you get deep dish, I mean, maybe you're going to eat one, maybe two, if, if you're like really starving of those slices. Exactly. <laughs> I know you travel a lot. We've seen each other at, at some of the, the conferences for FinCon and everything. What's your favorite travel tip? You know, I would say make sure you fly into Long Beach Airport. That would be my, my travel tip for you because I think a lot of people think of LAX when they think of Southern California. When you think of LA area, you think I'm going to fly into LAX. And they, they do have the best prices. I'm not going to lie. It's a little more expensive to fly into Long Beach Airport. But I think your stress level and your experience will be much better flying into Long Beach because one, LAX is pretty far from Long Beach. It may not be that far in miles. It's maybe about 20 miles from Long Beach, but our traffic is so horrible here. It's probably going to take you an hour to get into Long Beach, especially if you come during rush hour, maybe even longer than an hour to get into the city. Oh, you sure? And then especially when you're going back, you don't want to deal with an hour worth of traffic just to hop on a plane. And then on top of that, it's huge, a giant airport. Whereas you come into Long Beach, tiny airport, you walk off the plane, you literally walk off the plane, it's going to take you two minutes to walk from the plane to the street. And it's just such a smooth, convenient experience. So for me, my travel tip is fly into Long Beach Airport if you can, uh, because you're going to have a much better experience. You're going to get in and out of this place with uh, a lot less stress than if you try to go to LAX. Oh, absolutely. I, and if we want to kind of extrapolate this out to other other cities, you know, when you're thinking of flying into other cities, there's like the main airport, the big city airport. But a lot of times there's like little regional airports around that are an alternative that sometimes offer better times so as far as departure or arrival. And sometimes they even offer better fares. You know, uh, I know like my favorite airline is Southwest. But we'll focus on these like smaller airports because they don't have to pay as much in fees to the big airport. That's why they're in Long Beach now. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that for other cities. But yeah, that's definitely true because, yeah, why not have a, a smaller and more cold experience when you have to fly into a new city? I totally agree. So, Chris, you and I, we've been friends for a couple of years. We played some hoops together back in, uh, <laughs> I think it was in Dallas, right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, that was a lot of fun. Hopefully this year we'll be able to play basketball again over in FinCon. But for the people who don't know you, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, what you do, and then how they can reach you on social media? Oh, yeah, for sure. Thanks, Lee. Yeah, so I, I host a podcast called Popcorn Finance. It's a, a short-form podcast where the whole thing is I talk about money and about the time it takes to make popcorn. So each episode is anywhere from four minutes to 10 minutes, and it's just about you know talking about money, having fun, and in a, a really quick format. So if you want to connect with me, just anywhere you listen to podcasts, where you listen to Lee's great podcast here, that's where you can find Popcorn Finance, or uh, I'm over on Instagram a lot. Just look for Popcorn Finance, and you can find me over there. Yeah, yeah, your Instagram game is on point for sure. <laughs> oh, thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely need to uh, learn a few lessons from you so I can up, up my game. So, <laughs> but yeah, one of the things I love most about your podcast is that, you know, sometimes, you know, you have these other shows that are like mine's half an hour. Some of these other ones are, you know, 45 minutes, an hour or, or even longer, but yours, like, you know, maybe if you're just running a quick errand, you can listen to like one or two of your episodes and get some great knowledge and, and hear some great guests uh, in just a very small amount of time. Oh, thanks, Lee. I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. 
So again, Chris, I really appreciate you being on the show. I learned a lot about Long Beach, some things I didn't even know. And even though I lived you know, 15 minutes away from there. So I really appreciate that. And I, I'm sure our listeners learned a lot as well. So I look forward to seeing you when we travel there, bud. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hopefully we can grab a meal. I'll take you out for breakfast when I see you again. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Long Beach is right on the border between Orange County and Los Angeles. So it's a mixture of the two cultures. It's pretty amazing that they actually hold a Formula One race on the streets of the city. Growing up, my brother and his friends used to work on security for the race for extra cash. There's so much to do in Long Beach, and I highly encourage you to visit the Queen Mary and the Aquarium. They're two of my favorites within the city. And if you're looking for a fun place to bar hop with your friends, it's hard to beat Belmont Shores. Big thanks to Chris for coming onto the show and sharing all of his favorite breakfast spots. I love pancakes and waffles, so I'll definitely be hitting him up to grab some breakfast the next time I'm in Long Beach. Send me a tweet at WeTravelThere to share your favorite thing about Long Beach, California. All the links we talked about today can be found at wetravelthere.com forward slash Long Beach. And you can join in the conversation at the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook to ask us questions about any of your upcoming vacations. Join us next time as we travel to Cuenca, Ecuador to talk with Keith and Tina of Retire Early and Travel. They are expats that retired early and now live in Ecuador. The weather is perfect year-round, and the city is quickly becoming a hotspot for people looking to live abroad. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.